<laughs> Get over here. Meow. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Travis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Michael, the Kaiju Groupie. Hey, how's everybody doing? We're doing tired. <laughs> I don't wait. No, no, no. I don't think tired is an emotion, though, Travis. I, I don't think that's how that works. It's my emotion. It's my dominant emotion. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that. I don't think that tired uh, is. I don't even know. Actually, I don't even have room to talk because you and I have been extra tired these last couple of days uh we're actually recording this the day it's supposed to actually come out which probably tells you how our week is going so far yeah (laughs) yeah so all last week i had a really busy week and you had a busy week and uh and so we're just like (sighs) we gotta record a podcast at some point (laughs) No, no, it's, it's like, it's, it's, you know, sometimes life just kind of gets in the way, but I'm actually glad we're here because, uh, I think we're going to have a little bit of fun today. Um, and, um, maybe talk about a movie, some kind of movie today was, was we're going to talk about something, talking about a movie or TV show. Um, we're going to talk about something. I mean, I mean, it definitely has a beginning, a middle and an end. I think Mm, it has a beginning. And then it kind of meanders a bit, and then it just kind of ends. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of opinions about what we're going to talk about today. So, so, but before we get into that, let's talk about the news for this week. All right, let's cue the beady beady. Cue the beady beady. Okie dokie. And the first bit of news is Godzilla vs. Kong is now available on physical media. Uh, Because we waited so long to record this episode, uh, this actually was uh, announced today. Uh, The the release was today as of recording. So yeah, if we had recorded a few days ago like we were supposed to, we wouldn't have been able to talk about this news. Nope, nope. Today is release day for Godzilla vs. Kong. Now, something interesting that I did find out today, for anyone who cares. Um, apparently, Best Buy sold out of all of their copies of the Steelbook because at, because people in the United States, if you don't, or people outside of the United States that don't have a Best Buy, Best Buy is an electronic store. Every and every major movie release, they do a special edition Steelbook. Well, uh, they're out. Like there's none to be found. I was in my local Best Buy today and they said, nope, they sold out before we could even get any physical stock. I'm like, okay, well that sucks. Um, But I do have a copy of Godzilla vs. Kong in front of me. Um, So pretty excited about that. I do too on my computer because I uh, bought digital. (laughs) Um, Say hashtag physical media always wins. I mean, that's, that's just me though. Yeah, I, I mean, we're not. We've talked about this before. It's it, for me. I, I always go digital because of saving space. 
no, that's fine. You know, it's you do what you got to do, man. Uh, but I'm pretty excited. Um, I don't know if I'll watch it tonight because I actually do have a lot of work to do this evening after we record. But um, probably be popping this in for the first time slash 10th time um, probably this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was uh, just thinking about. I think yesterday it's like, oh, man, it's been a little while since I've seen GVK. I need to watch GVK again. <laughs> It's the most rewatchable movie of the MonsterVerse, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, not much to talk about there. You know, of course, like we said, uh, I know a lot of people's uh, orders have been delayed. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just because of Best Buy or if other places have also been sold out and they're being delayed. But we know for sure Best Buy it was sold out. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Best Buy. I got, I, um, I got the email the other day about about the best the steel book being delayed so i think it's just best buy that's i don't know of any other place that's doing a steel book for gvk i know it's just uh 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 best buy right now so yeah i i don't know i mean we'll see hopefully everyone gets their pre-orders yeah hopefully um but yeah, uh, so that's it for that news. Uh, let's go on to the next bit of news, which I think is going to be the news that we talk about probably the most because this is a really interesting thing. Um, so very we, interesting, yeah. I... Yeah, we got the the uh, official trailer for the Japanese film The Great Yokai War Guardians, which is a sequel to The Great Yokai War, which was a 2005 film. Uh, and this is uh, from Katakawa Pictures, who also has all the licenses for uh, all the Daiye stuff. So they're the ones that have Gamera and also another one of Daiye's big monsters that we've talked about on this um, podcast is Daimajin. And watching this trailer, surprise, surprise, Daimajin shows up for the first time in a yeah, movie I'm in decades. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the whole reason why people got so excited because I watched the trailer and don't get me wrong, I'm excited to see this movie. I think the movie looks like a lot of fun. In fact, it kind of reminded me of, um, I was talking with, I thought, I can't remember who it was I was talking with. It uh, may have been Danny. Um, uh, I was talking with, with them and I was I was like, this this trailer, this movie kind of reminds me, it's kind of reminds me of like the never ending story. I was getting some never ending story vibes from that trailer possibly. Um, and then all of a sudden Daimajin shows up. And I think that's, that's one of the big reasons why people uh, are so excited about this is because we've not seen Daimajin or Daimajin, however you say it um, on a feature length film in some time. Um, and we, we have the arrow set coming. Um, we have the arrow set coming in July, I think. But other than that, there's been no Daimajin related things happening uh, except for uh, this great yokai war. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, for anybody who's not super familiar with Japanese um, folklore, so yokai is yokai is kind of hard to to define in uh, English, but it's it's essentially like spirits but not always spirits could also be like physical creatures um even animals sometimes are yokai but they're always ones that have 
uh, special powers, some kind of significance in in Japanese folklore. Uh, they're very similar to what you might get in um, Irish folklore uh, with the Fae. Uh, so mm-hmm. something very similar. So this this movie is, and, and I've never seen the, I haven't seen the original one. Um, it's directed by Takashi Miike, who also directed the original one in 2005. Um, but this is basically like an Avengers kind of gathering all of these very popular, very famous uh, creatures and cryptids from Japanese folklore and bringing them together into a single movie to fight a bigger threat. And, and of course there's the, mm-hmm. there's a, a human child, there's a human kid uh, who is uh, given uh, powers to, and becomes the great hero of the story and everything he goes on this adventure. So it looks like just really wild and really crazy. I was looking at some of the monsters, uh, some of the yokai that are in this movie. And let me pull it up here real quick. Um, so do you, well, let me ask you, do you recognize any of the yokai that we see in the trailer? Um, other than Daimajin, no, I don't. So these are not, these aren't, um, monsters that necessarily we've seen in movies. Um, I mean, they have, they've been in movies, but these are actual, you know, monsters who are, that are part of Japanese folklore. Um, that's, you know, the yokai. I noticed a... The main one that I noticed and I wanted to talk about is there was an army of Tanukis shown in this trailer. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, you and I have had this conversation. And I don't you, know. You and I. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know if I'm going to watch this movie or not. Um, but if I do. uh the main reason I am watching it is because of the Tanuki army. Oh my God. I love them. <laughs> Travis, do you want to, for anyone who's not familiar, because we do like to make this podcast accessible to new fans and not just old fans of giant monsters and yokai and kaiju. Um, you want to explain to them what, what a Tanuki is? So a, a Tanuki is, uh, well, the real life uh, tanuki is a raccoon dog um a lot of american people uh-huh. i've heard just say raccoon it's not it's not the japanese word for raccoon it's a raccoon dog which is its own thing it's it's a uh, it's um part of the canine family but it's not uh it's not like a full dog it's it looks like a mix between a, a raccoon and a dog um but that's what a, that's what the real life tanukis are now in japanese folklore uh, they believe that Tanukis had magic powers and could do a lot of things, shapeshift. They could, um, you know, do just do a lot of things. But their most prominent uh, asset uh, was a massive, <laughs> massive, <laughs> really massive scrotum that they could <laughs> that they could expand and stretch and mold and shape into whatever they needed it to be. Wow. And there, there are, there, there are so, so many things, so many things that I want to say right now, but we got to keep this family friendly. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Um, so they have, uh, really large sacks 
and uh, they they use them for things. Uh, there's a lot do, of pictures do, of wood carving. Do they throw? Do, do th- do they throw them over their shoulder like a con? Do they throw them over over their shoulder like a continental soldier? I mean, it's it gets, <laughs> it's a different type of uh over the shoulder boulder holder. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is a lot of uh, wood paintings and stuff from like the Edo period of Tanuki using uh-huh. their scrotum for different things like fishnets and tents and uh, to catch birds and uh, a boat. Uh, they they will make uh, make boats out of them. Um, and yeah, it's a uh, it's really interesting. <laughs> so that. that is by far the 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 most wow wow like the most versatile the most versatile tool any anything can have (laughs) so uh they are the only reason i I would watch this movie i can't i'm can't they are the only reason i would want to watch this this movie then um so so the reason i know a lot about um about yokai uh even though i've never been to japan uh i there's a youtube channel that i am subscribed to called lenfamy uh and he is really he's really entertaining he's a lot of fun he's really funny but he also goes into a lot of uh a lot of japanese folklore japanese history japanese culture things like that and it's really interesting because you get to put a lot of things into context because, like, we watch a lot of these Japanese films, a lot of Japanese shows, um, right. you know, like with the with Tokusatsu. And I was watching Common Rider, and outside of one of the shops, just in the background of of this Common Rider show, there was a Tanuki statue. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, now I know what that is. And like, it wasn't made a big deal. It wasn't like a part of the show. It was just in the background, but like, oh, I know what that is now. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, some of the other yokai that I saw in, in this um, trailer, we've got the, and I cannot pronounce it, but it's the Nora, Nora Rion, which is the guy that has kind of the oh, big brain, I... the brain, big brain head thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that because I don't know how to pronounce it either. Yeah, he's the big brain guy in the trailer. Uh, he's he looks cool. Um, there's, uh, let's see, there's the the long necked woman. I did see her in here, which I cannot. I I don't know how to say the Japanese name for. But are, we, are we are we talking about? Wait, hang on. Littlefoot's mom is in this movie. Yeah, long neck, uh, long neck, long neck mama. Oh uh, no. <laughs> um it's a no it's a it's a it's a yokai it's of a woman who is who just has a really long neck okay uh yeah and so you know there's a bunch of uh there's there's the um uh there's the uh i think she's supposed to be a kitsune which is the the woman who's wearing like a fox mask uh and and kitsune mm-hmm. is another I've seen, yeah I've, i know what the yeah i've seen those before 
Yeah, yeah. Kitsune is, well, Kitsune means fox in Japanese. It's another, just like the Tanuki, where you have the real animal, but you also have the folklore magic animal that they believed had, you know, had magic powers. So the Kitsune right. in, in Japanese folklore was believed to have magic powers. And the older that they got and the more powerful they got, the more tails they had. So a lot of times you might hear about the nine tail fox. Um, that's the that's the biggest uh, or most powerful and oldest uh, of the kitsune and so i think that's what the woman with the mask is supposed to be because that one of the things the kitsune can do is shape shift into women so uh but yeah anyway i was just i just wanted to go through a few of the things that, that i noticed and kind of kind of like brag about how much i've been learning about Japanese folklore a little bit from watching YouTube. You just wanted, you just wanted to brag about recognizing gigantic raccoon balls. Yes. Yes. Essentially. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Tanuki. The Tanuki are so funny and so fun. Like I I just, they look, uh, they look amazing in this movie too. There's just an army of them and they're pounding on their stomachs. Cause that's one of the things that the, the uh, Tanuki can do in Japanese folklore. Yeah, they, ha- they have big bellies. Yeah. They have big bellies and they drum yeah, they on their bellies. bellies. And so I just like, ah, that's the only reason I really want to watch this movie now is because of that. <laughs> so. I mean, it, to, to be fair though, it does look like a fun movie and I anticipate us covering it at some point because i mean why not we haven't but we probably need to do the original first before we do this one but yeah yeah i mean it looks like it looks like a lot of fun and i'm i'm actually looking forward to it like because from a special effects standpoint like it looks it looks gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah it does it, it looks really good it looks really good and i'm surprised that this is coming out and i'm surprised that katakawa included daimajin in this one but did not include at least from from what we've seen in the trailer any references gamera. to gamera yeah yeah i I'm, i was a little bit surprised by that too and i think that i mean we're not the only ones that noticed it because that was sort of when this when the trailer first when the trailer first came out and i saw it online uh, a lot of the comments under it were well they have all of these other kaiju from Katikawa, where's Gamera? Like Gamera feels like the most obvious thing to put in here, unless, unless they're saving Gamera for the very for the grand finale. I, I don't know though. I mean, no one knows. We're not gonna know until we watch it, but you know, that yeah. would it just seems it seems odd and it seems a little off to me that they would have all of these yokai and all of these kaiju without Gamera. Yeah, well, I, I mean also we have to remember Again, yokai is not just, it's not the same thing as kaiju. Yokai is, is, whereas kaiju originated in movies, like they are the movie monsters. Yokai are a thing, a part of Japanese culture. They've existed. You know, some have had stories told about them since, you know, way back in prehistory. Some are more recent developments, like around the Edo period. But they're still, like, they are part of their culture and religion, you know, the the, uh, Shintoism and stuff like that. So... Daimajin kind of fits that because Daimajin does fit into kind of this, uh, the, the story of the, the movie is based around the idea of a, a folklore type creature, a, a spirit of vengeance. Whereas Gamera mm. is 
more of a modern kind of like Godzilla style monster. So he doesn't fit in with the kind of tone and themes that they're going with here with the yokai and and all and and Japanese folklore. So you're saying it actually would not make much sense for even for Gamera to be retrofitted into this movie then? I would love to see it. Like, I think they could do it. I absolutely think they could do it. I mean, it makes as much mm-hmm. sense as having, you know, Gamera make a guest appearance in Dragon Ball when he, you know, like showed up every once in a while. Oh, uh, that, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I, they could definitely do it. But if, if Gamera is not in it, I kind of understand why. I'm just saying I kind of understand why they wouldn't do it. Right. It's not going to, it's, it's not going to, uh, no, it's not going to not make you want to watch the movie, I guess, is what I'm is. is what Yeah, I'm yeah. It's just it just makes me realize like the fact that Daimajin is in here and this is the first time Daimajin has been in a movie in decades uh, just gives me hope that maybe they have plans to do something with Gamera. Like they're obviously I hope pulling, so. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I hope so because you know, la- I feel like last year would have would have been the de- would have been the year to do it because of the of the of the arrow set um, because there was all that buzz around Gamera. But I mean, there may not have been all that much buzz as what we think because I know we're this the community that you and me and some other friends of ours exist in. It's pretty insular, so I mean, I don't know. I, ultimately, I wish, I really hope that. Um, I really hope that they do bring back Gamera. I think now is a really good time to bring back Gamera, mm-hmm. um, especially with the success of other movies. Uh, I think that now would be a really, really good time to to let to let the big, big the big guy, the other big guy, uh, be in a movie. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I I'm right there with you. I think now is the perfect time to do it. I think they should do it. Um, as far as the Arrow set. I think that we might be more um, Western Hemisphere focused when it comes to that, because remember, Arrow is a British company. Uh, is a, Yeah, that's right. And the Arrow set was released here in the United States and in Britain. It was mainly focused for them. Japan didn't get that release. Japan wasn't really like it. It wasn't like a big deal over there. So you know it's like they're not where like we we say oh it would have been the perfect time for katakawa to release a gamera film because everybody was talking about it It was like well no yeah everybody over here was talking about because uh we had the gamera set but in japan it's like oh well nothing had changed nothing was different um does that still mean i think that they shouldn't do gamera absolutely not i think now is still the right time they should do a gamera movie but i just i Mm -hmm. i I just think that yeah like it's easy to say oh man the hype was so big but it's like yeah well the hype was so big yeah and that's very small group and that's what i'm and that's what i meant that's and that's what i meant by when i when i had to add on when i had to tack on sort of insular at the end there and it's so it's so funny that it's like oh we're finally we're getting daimajin in a movie and it's like they're treating us to this you know to this wonderful thing and we're demanding something more so it's like but you know, that's just like, yeah, I, I, mean, I it's want just, to see that's, camera. That's, 
<laughs> right. That's but that's the case for all fandoms. You give us a you give us a taste, we want the whole pie. You know, right. That's how that usually works. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's it for the news. Uh, just you know, uh, I just want to add again to if anybody's interested in learning more about yokai and the actual like uh folklore uh and 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 even not just folklore but the actual Japanese history. Uh, check out the YouTube channel Linfamy. Uh, L I N f a m y and i i suggest starting with the tanuki episode because uh his episode in, in description of, of the of the tanuki is so great and it's the reason why i love the tanukis i think they're great <laughs> they're just so weird so weird and i love it i love when things are weird <laughs> uh speaking of weird uh, let's get into our main topic this week <laughs> well don't sound so excited Trent. <sighs> yeah uh so our trivia question that we asked last week to hint to this week's topic was what is mila jovovich's seventh video game movie that she has starred in and uh daisy if you bite me i'm gonna bite you back might be the cold open <laughs> okay oh boy okay i'm gonna drop the, oh <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> poor 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 daisy poor daisy not poor daisy poor me she's the one who keeps trying to bite me <laughs> uh but anyway uh so uh, answers to that trivia question uh nathan from the monster island film vault sent us the seventh voyage of lady not in the freaking games yeah yeah because uh mila jovovich yeah. a lot of her filmography has been uh in video game movies where she plays a character who is not in the video game uh originally <laughs> uh damon noise sent us the fifth monster element i like that one i like that one damon i do like that one that one's good we can uh, skip over the next one. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> this was good. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I know I, I this one made me laugh, though. Like, like uh, I, I know that I tend to I'm kind of getting tired of the whole Yeti thing. But Elijah sent us uh, from from a Kaiju conversation. Our friend Elijah sent us Monster Yeti Nipple Hunter. Is it is it, is it Nipple Hunter? I mean, Elijah? it's probably it. It's probably really hard to find that nipple under all that hair. I mean, it is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello, new listeners. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Uh, we we talk a lot about uh, a movie called Yeti <laughs> and Yeti nipples. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I, I like our, our our listenership is starting to grow a little bit more, and I feel I keep feeling like I need it to is. add more context to to some of our weirdness. Yeah, our <laughs> I mean, which makes sense because I I see our analytics, and we are growing. We are getting more and more listens to our show, so a little bit of context to the joke probably does help. Yeah uh jimmy from nasa sent us resident monster 
Nessa. Resident Monster. The Extinction Apocalypse Hunter gets retribution in the afterlife. The final chapter. <laughs> That's all the uh, it's all the the titles of all of the uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil movies. <laughs> yeah, just all mm-hmm. jammed together, which is great. Uh, Raymond Martins uh, sent us the answer. Help. My husband won't stop casting me in action movies. The Mila Jovovich story. <laughs> i mean it's true they they're yeah. a husband and wife team that is yeah i mean anytime yeah yeah i mean, I mean they I seem mean, to really it's not they seem to really enjoy they working really seem together. to like work which is which is great i think it's great yeah. when you can uh when you and your wife or you and your spouse um can have a great working relationship with each other too i mean it's i think it's fantastic it's just i know it's just kind of funny because it's a it's a it's a joke that people right. make all the time yeah uh kaiju noob on twitter sent us considering there was a fifth element game her seventh could technically in a let me squint my eyes and tilt my head to the side and throw dirt in the air kind of way be resident evil final chapter uh that's true that there was a fifth element element game but the question was what is her seventh video game movie not movie video game Mm. Ah. You know, honest mistake. How about that, Kaiju Noob? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for sending the answer. <laughs> uh, Crystal Lady Jessica sent in the seventh element. That's a good one. I like that. Clever. Uh, no Gods, No Monsters podcast. Uh, the guys over there uh, sent us just a shot in the dark here, but probably the one with Kaiju in it. I mean, you don't know that. We we could be talking about something else. You don't we know could, us. We you could don't totally know. Be, we no no no. <laughs> you have no idea. They don't know us. Uh, <laughs> uh, ben, this Ma- is, this, this is uh-huh. this is the old bait and switch. I, I'm just I'm I, I'm just being kind of um kind of a a, a sourpuss today. <laughs> today uh, yes today any other day i am an angel <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> hmm. uh, okay and, and so moving on uh, <laughs> uh ben magnet uh former guest of the show sent us the dumpster fire that is monster hunter and you're absolutely right ben. uh and then alex sperling he's, also sent he's us- right about monster hunter yes Yes. Uh, and then Alex Sperling sent us the answer. Hunster Munter. Hunster Munter. Hunster Munter. For some reason, Hunster Munter, is it like a, is it like a German release of the film? Because it kind of sounds German, with, but I attached a French accent to it. Hunster Munster. Hunster Munster. Still, man, still. I don't know. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yes, we are. I have not. It is too early in the day. I have not been drinking for anyone who's wondering. No. I not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said, you said, we, oui, we. Oui. I said, oh, I'm, I'm going through ennui. <laughs> Ennui. Ennui. Oui, oui, mon ami. Uh, 
yes, we are talking about Monster Hunter from 2020 slash 2021 because it was delayed a bunch. Uh, The cast and crew consist of it was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, starring Mila Jovovich, Tony Jaw, uh, T.I., Megan Good, Diego Bonetta, Josh Hellman, Jin Al Jung, and Ron Perlman for a hot second. And the plot breakdown, Michael, what is the plot breakdown to this movie? Please tell me. I need to know. The plot is this simple, Travis. Young woman meets monster. They fall in love. Woman (laughs) kills monster out of jealousy. The end. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. That which works. is which could also be which could also be the plot synopsis to uh, the Shape of Water. Yeah, no, nah, I mean she doesn't kill the monster in that one though. That's true. <laughs> Although a cat does die in that movie. <laughs> I felt I felt bad for the cat. I could care less about the movie. I know I feel so bad for the cat. Um, opening thoughts on this movie. Um. My opening thoughts are, I think I hate this movie. Wow, that is a bold state. That's a bold statement, Cotton. Uh, uh, okay, no, I, I, I think I hate this movie. So, so I hated it when I first started watching it. Then it got kind of fun, mm-hmm. kind of towards the middle, and then I got to the mm-hmm. end and I realized, no, I think I hate this movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it, okay? Because like my it. thing about Monster Hunter, I mean, th- that's fair. You're entitled to your you're entitled to your opinion, um, <laughs> but I don't hate it. I watched it in I theaters, it. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun in theaters. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun in theaters. Uh, there was a good crowd there to watch it. Um, the effects are good. Um, it's it's a spectacle. Uh, second time I watched it, I watched it on home video release. I, I mean, it was okay the second time around. I mean, it's a popcorn movie. This third time though, I started the movie and I got about 20 some odd minutes in. And then I got up, I did the dishes. I vacuumed my house. I, um, what else did I do? I cleaned the cat litter. I fed Ferguson. I uh, put a load of laundry in, sat back down and never unpaused the movie and started wherever it started. Like that is how much I was so uninvested in this movie. And I know that sounds harsh because there are, there is a really, there is a lot of good things about this movie. There is. But yes, there is Travis. There's good things about this movie. They, they may be very, 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 surface deep but there are some good things about this movie Uh, i mean come on we gotta be i mean look okay we gotta be fair to it i mean we gotta be fair to it because it is it it is fun like don't get me wrong it is fun um but i'm view i'm viewing this movie though travis as not a as not a fan of the video game i get why people that are that are invested in the video game hate this movie because this movie has nothing to do with the video game 
uh, it reinvent from what I understand that it reinvents some of the lore and the only continuity it really has from the, from the movie is the monsters. And yeah, uh, outside uh, of that, me viewing it as just as a casual, as a casual fan, as a casual fan who likes monsters, who just happens to like monster movies. It was a serviceable monster movie. Uh, look, Okay, and I know, and I promised you I wouldn't go on a tangent about it, but we, in our Godzilla vs. Kong review, we said that there are parts of that movie that sacrificed substance for spectacle. Godzilla vs. Kong is Citizen Frickin' Kane compared to Monster Hunter. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. I mean,. I mean, and that's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I really, that's all I'm going to, that's the only comparisons that I'm going to make to GVK is like Godzilla versus Kong is Citizen Kane when it comes to comparing it to Monster Hunter because Monster Hunter is, it's, it's fun, but it's empty. That's, it's, it's fun, but it's empty. It, it's not even fun. It's just empty. It's just, it's oh. just. <laughs> No, I mean it's it's fun though. It is fun. It is a fun mm. movie. It is a fun mm. it is a fun spectacle. Mm. Let's just say that. It is a fun spectacle. The monsters are obviously the stars of the show. Like I could care mm. less about Mila Jovovich's character in this movie. Yeah. I really could because I mean it's it, the plot is thin. The um all the characters in it are one note except for maybe Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman has at least some depth to it. And even Mila, don't get me wrong, Mila Jovovich does have some depth to her. And I think, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that we would have got to explore a little bit more of what happened to her husband. Yeah. That is, I really, I really wanted to know what happened to her husband because you see, you have that moment when she's, when she survived the cavern full of spiders, and I know we talked about this earlier privately, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, when she sur- when she survives the cavern full of spiders, she comes up to the surface and she's tending to her wounds. And um, let me just say, the, si- sidebar: the magic I green box. I would have passed. Yes, the magic green box. Um, sidebar, though, I would have passed the freak out uh, by lighting gunpowder on fire and trying to cauterize a wound. I would have just passed out. I'm I that's that's above my pay grade. That um, was that was a cool scene. Now, that, I do agree that was kind of cool. It was a cool scene. It was cool. I, I get it. Like you gotta do what you gotta do to survive. I get it. You you've been through a trauma like that with all the spiders. You gotta do what you gotta do. But the magic ring box with you know her husband's rings and her ring, like I really wish I wanted to know more about that. I wanted to know why like did did the death of her husband or the implied death of her husband uh, lead to her joining the military? Was her husband also in the military? I think there was a dog tag in that little box. I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, I, there was just there was so. Okay, so to I think Monster Hunter is just full of missed opportunities. I I think we to need be to, kind, to think... be kind to it. So I so we usually do a a a positivity sandwich on all of our on all of our reviews. We usually start with the positives, then we do some negatives, and then we finish on some positives. I think this time around we need to do a negativity sandwich where we where we get get all the negatives, uh, then maybe talk about some of the positives, and then finish on. I mean, some there are positives. 
There is a cat with a chef's hat on. There, there is pause. a okay. The chef cat, yes. Okay, we we can do our normal positivity <laughs> sandwich because let's talk about the chef cat. The chef <laughs> cat is the one thing in this movie that makes me like. Okay, this movie is th- there is okay. M- my score is bumped up by one point because of uh, because of Chef Cat. Chef Cat has earned one whole point for this movie. <laughs> I mean, Chef Cat was pretty amazing. Not gonna lie. Did you see the after credit scene? Uh, yes, but I didn't watch it this last time. So you're going to have to refresh my memory. Okay. Well, we can talk about that in in a little (laughs) bit, but chef cat, chef cat plays a part in it. So that's why I was wondering. Uh, yeah. Chef cat is the reason that this movie is not a zero score for me at the end. I'll tell you what it is whenever we get there, but yeah. Yeah. Chef cat was chef cat was fun. Um, at least this movie didn't waste time getting into the action uh you know it did no jump. it did not it did get straight into it uh i do i do agree that the the effects are great like obviously the monsters look fantastic obviously the the stuff looks really spectacular they put a lot of money into the effects uh right I, the one character the one human character i liked was ti's character uh and it really and yeah because he, he he was he was kind of fun he he had some fun one-liners like like uh d- during the storm at the beginning he said uh he said uh uh they're they're like um they're talking about the lightning that's flashing all around them and he's like yeah but i sure do feel safe in this big steel box with my metal gun <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like like i okay. mean that was that was clever yeah yeah that was a great line um yeah i i don't have any problems with mila jovovich as an actress i think mila jovovich is a great actress i think she's she's proven herself in movies uh that are not directed by her husband that she is a good actress I think that she, she just gets put into these action roles, uh, be mainly because of her husband uh, and the work that she's doing with him. And these are not the type of movies that she needs to be in. No, in my opinion, and this is just strictly my opinion. This is not. This is not saying that she's a terrible actress. I really think that she is a good actress. I really do. Um, but she's not an action hero, and for her to be, for her to be keep to be kept put to um, my words words are hard today people um for her to be uh, be put in all of these action films it just she just feels out of place to mm-hmm. me she felt a little out of place in this movie i don't know who you would get to replace her i don't know i don't know what female actress would have would have best fit the role um uh what is the woman for what is the woman from fast and furious uh rodriguez is it what's her first uh, name yeah um um, crap. um I had it and then Shoot. I lost it. Let me look it up. Eva? Is it Eva Rodriguez? No, 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 no. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. I think Michelle Rodriguez would be would make a better lead role for this movie than Mila Jovovich. I think. In my opinion. This but this is only my opinion. Mm, yeah. Yeah, she probably would be really good. Uh I, I think Mila Jovovich would have been fine if they changed the character, even. 
like just changing the character around would have you know made it a little bit better i think it's just the 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 character that she was playing just isn't a good fit for mm-hmm. her type of acting and and what she right and and her range um so yeah i don't know i don't know I don't like I said I don't have anything against her. The besides Ti, my other favorite character in this is Tony Jaw, uh, whatever his character's name is. I don't even know what his character's name is, but Tony Jaw was great in this movie. Yeah, that's the the hunter. No, he was. He was hunter. actually. He, he, yeah, he was. Yeah, I know. He was really, really fantastic. Like for like for an actor that didn't really say a whole lot. I mean, he acted so well. Mm-hmm. And probably else, I mean, uh, outside of outside of him, yeah, Ron Perlman, and, Ron Perlman, and him are probably my favorites out of this movie. Ron Perlman because Ron is just, Ron Perlman is just so over the top, and Tony Jaw is just a good actor. Yeah, Tony Jaw is a good actor. He's a good stuntman, and he's he's got you know comedy chops. He's got like he can really sell a joke, um, even in a, even a terrible joke in a terrible movie. He can sell it pretty good. So I, I think he's great. Ron Perlman, I love to death, but in this movie is so <laughs> so wasted and also really really bizarre they made some really bizarre choices for him like the fact that he can speak perfect english mm-hmm. and the fact mm-hmm. that he spoke like, perfect it, like i was expecting him more- <clears throat> i was expecting him to be I was from ex- the from the regular world i was expecting him to know english but not know Eng- but not know english well is what I was expecting. Yeah. No, I, but, but you're right for, for, for him to know like absolute perfect diction in English. Mm, okay, fine. It's, it's, it's a thing, but it's, it's such you know, it a, kinda, it, when you first, when you, when you first hear it, it, it kind of takes you out of it for just a second. I think. Well, no, well, here's the thing in this, in, in a better movie, if the character spoke perfect English like that, it would be revealed later on that there's a reason why either he's from the regular, the, 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 our world, whatever the old world, whatever they call it. Um, and, mm-hmm. and he is trapped there and he's hiding who he, his, who he is and his past for some reason, uh, that would be mm-hmm. really interesting. No, it's just, no, I learned it from some people who came here and they died and I still can speak perfect or I studied. And that's what he says. I studied your language and stuff. And it's just, it's such, it's like they, they put Ron Perlman out there and just said, do whatever. And we'll just film around it. And that's what he did. And Ron Perlman's great, but they didn't do a good job of fitting him into the movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- I think that can be said for this movie as a whole. There was a lot of interesting decisions made, but there was no follow through on those interesting decisions. I don't think there was any interesting like, decisions being like, made. There was no, there was no interesting. I mean like that, the, 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 the thing is, the fact that like making Ron Perlman be able to speak English or making, you know, or doing things like that would have been an interesting decision if it had followed up on something, but it didn't. So it wasn't an interesting yeah, decision. It was just a bad decision. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I meant to say. It's like they made some decisions that could have been interesting, but they never followed through on them. So therefore they're not, 
they they wasted right. them. They're they're wasted decisions. Okay, I want to get into some negatives. <laughs> Enough of the oh, positives. I mean, oh, oh, enough I mean, enough of just praising oh. this film. Let's get into some negatives. <laughs> ah, who hurt you, Travis? <laughs> this movie hurt me. <laughs> so, okay. This movie did the thing that has been happening in a lot of action movies for a while now. And I am so sick and tired of seeing it. It is one of the just most annoying things that an action movie can do. And that is when an action scene Uh hits, it suddenly starts going into the, where it's, it goes black and then cuts back real quick. And you see a few scenes, a few like frames and then cuts to black, then cuts back and then cuts black. That stuff is so annoying i'm sick and tired of seeing that in movies it is like it's like it's like the action scene equivalent of the from uh from inception it was fine the one time that it got used every other time it Mm -hmm. has been annoying stop doing it Mm -hmm. and this scene is this type of scene is the same thing i am so sick and tired of seeing this Stop doing it. You you know what scene I'm talking tell us about. How you re- <laughs> tell us how you really feel, Travis. So you know which one I'm talking about, though, when they're in the Humvee and the lightning strikes and they roll. Yes. And it's yes. just like, oh, uh, it's oh, uh, uh. okay. Um, I, 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 but I get it. I get it. I get why, I get why that's there because they're trying to, they're trying to simulate what would happen if, if they were in that situation and you, and you kept blacking out from the trauma. I get it, but I'm with you. I hate it too. I don't like it. If you're blacking out that much in a single scene, then you have some serious problems. This is true. I am not disagreeing. Uh, okay. Um, the give me your hand cliche. I was watching. I was watching this movie. There was a lot of that. I was watching this movie and it got to the point where the character said, give me your hand. And I was like, "Up, oh, that character is going to die. So it just, I, mm-hmm. I, and I said mm-hmm. it out loud and I was like, that character is going to die. Five minutes later, that character dies. And they tried to play it off. Like he wasn't going to die because he made it into the vehicle and he was safe. And then, you know, and stuff, but then he dies. It's, it's no, it's everyone knows That is a cliche. And they didn't like subvert the cliche. They didn't make fun of the cliche. They didn't do anything interesting with the cliche. Like cliches can be fun if they're done in an interesting way. This was just done the way it's always done in every action movie. And I'm so tired of it. I hate it. Stop doing it. No, you're not. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I agree with you. But I get why it's there. Like, I mean, this movie is is full of those action movie tropes, though, Travis. It's full of them. And that's what the blackout you, scenes, the give the, the give me your hands, the 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 uh, anyway. the, the my God. Zilla. Yeah. Towards the end where, where one of the characters <laughs> is like, my God, it's so annoying. Stop doing this stuff. It is. It, it wasn't good. 30 years ago when Paul W or, or 25 years ago, when Paul W S Anderson directed the first my, um, um, uh, mortal Kombat movie, it's not good now. 
stop doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that, and I think that that is one, like, I don't have, I don't have a complaint against Mila Jovovich. I think Mila Jovovich is great. I think the cast in this movie is great. I think the effects are great. My, I think my biggest complaint, and I haven't watched all of the, the Resident Evil movies. I haven't watched all of Paul W.S. Anderson's filmography, but I have watched some of them and I have watched some of his movies and I've watched some of his older movies and I've watched some of his newer movies and my, he feels like a movie director who has not learned anything in 30 years. It feels like he is still doing the same thing he did 30 years ago. And if, and you, and that's not going to work. You have to, you have to adapt and change. Things aren't the same anymore as it was 30 years ago. Some of these things weren't good back then, but you still did them and they didn't work. And now you're trying them again, 30 years later, they're not going to work. Stop doing them. While we're already here, let's just let's just dive into it. The spider scene, the spider <sighs> scene, the spider scene. Why? Why on God's green earth is Ti infested with spiders and not Mila's character? I mean, even I know plot armor. I well, get yeah, it, plot, plot armor, armor, but still, yeah. Even the the character because they they oh they phoned in this guy's death so hard that, and I can't remember what is what the character's name is but he he's the guy who tied the dog tags to his to his boot because he's like oh if I get if I get my head oh yeah off, then I oh yeah and then what happens to him a spider bites his head off yep. It's like they phoned in his death so hard. And so why did the spider bite his head off, kill him, killed all the other team members, killed T.I., infected him with, well, you know, filled him with eggs. But Mila Jovovich had nothing. She was like stabbed with a, a neurotoxin. That was it. Saved for later as a snack, maybe? I was seriously hoping that she had some eggs in her and at the end of the movie they started to hatch and it was kind of like a like a oh a, yeah like an alien like one of the alien yeah. movies you know where it's like oh you didn't realize that you had a chest burster in you this whole time yeah and, yeah, and like, like a little, it would have been a nice homage to Alien. And in a better movie, that would have happened. The the thing is, I don't know, and I, this gets into my final thoughts because I wrote this down in my final thoughts. I don't know what in this movie was just a bad decision, and what in this movie was mm-hmm. meant to be like foreshadowing to something coming up later on in the movie, and then just didn't happen. There was a lot of foreshadowing, but no payoff. Yeah, well, like, well, like that. It's like okay. The fact that she survives the nest and and the fact that she didn't came out relatively harmless when her entire you know team was just murdered so mercilessly uh, could have been played off as like like yo it's like oh yo is it plot armor this doesn't make sense and then at the end you find out oh there's a reason why oh it's revealed she does have eggs in her or there's something about her that makes her special or whatever. No, no, it's it, she just she just survived for whatever reason. Plot armor, we don't know. It's like it, it's like when I'm watching this movie, I can't tell is that a bad decision or is that going to pay off at the end? Oh no, it doesn't pay off. Spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen this movie: nothing pays off at the end. There's no payoff in this movie at all for anything. Right. 
I'm getting a headache. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. Have a Snickers. It's fine. Uh, uh, You're not yourself when you're hungry, Travis. uh, Product placement. There's product placement in the middle of this movie for Hershey's. Chocolate is life. I get that. Chocolate is life. I get the message. There's 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 subtext there that chocolate is indeed the source of all life in the universe. But it was just so random. <laughs> yeah, and and I expected I expected again expected it to pay off in some kind of way where chocolate like saved the day at the end of the movie. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Travis, I think you're asking too much of Monster Hunter. Well, I, really I mean, do. like, because like, it could have been like a like a um a Stranger Thing season two where the Three Musketeers bar pays off at the end because it's like it's what they use to distract the monsters from you know and everything. But it it no, it doesn't pay off. It's just annoying. It's just there for no reason. Chocolate. Do we have any positives to talk about besides the cat? Uh, nope. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, um, okay. So there's a scene in this movie and I can't remember where it or what it was now because I didn't write down the actual line, but there's a scene where they, where they finally defeat the Diablos and Mila Jovovich says something really corny and kind of silly and kind of undercuts like the, the whole action kind of, you know, cliche, it kind of undercuts the whole thing, which would have been fun. Because it would have been like, oh, this is, you know, it's like played up as this big, huge, epic action moment. And then she undercuts that as like, this is what you ex- you expect her to say something really cool. And then she says something kind of corny. That would have been fun if the rest of the movie was like that. But the whole movie was full of every action movie cliche you could think of. And <clears throat> just having one joke of, huh, isn't it silly how how dumb action movies can be when they say a cool scene? No, no, you cannot make fun of dumb action movies when you are a dumb action movie. <laughs> Is it fair to say that Monster Hunter has a little bit of an identity crisis? I don't think it has an identity crisis. I think it's just a bad movie. It has, it knows it, it has an identity. The identity is bad. It's just bad. What about the Rathalos though? The Rathalos, the, the big flying dragon thing. Y- yes, that was fun. The big flying dragon. thing. Well, like the monsters the big were flying cool. dragon thing with the big, the, yeah, the, 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 the monsters, monsters are cool. Awesome. Okay. So here's the thing about the, Rathalos. and that's really, that's really, that's really the only reason you would watch this movie anyway is for the monsters honestly but there's not enough monsters in it like it like i don't play that's that's i don't play the video game i don't play the video game i don't play video games in general but i know enough about monster hunter the the video game to know that there is a million monsters and even and, and i know you can't give every one of them like the spotlight because that's just impossible but think about jurassic park how many dinosaurs were in that movie and not all of them were like given the spotlight but you can name you know there was the brachiosaurus there was the the velociraptors there was the the t-rex there was the the gallimimus there was you know there was a whole bunch of them the 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 uh the triceratops and and the the dilophosaurus the spitter you know all yeah these- and I, I don't think and i don't think that scene at the watering hole was enough i get it yeah yeah it just it, it, it just it wasn't enough to satisfy no 
so I wanted more. I wanted more of the monsters and more from the monsters. And there just wasn't enough. Now I do like, I do like that they did not stay in the desert the whole time. I was scared that this whole movie was going to be nothing but a big desert and nothing else. They actually yes. did make it somewhere else besides a desert. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now, but 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 about the okay, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I, I fine, I fine. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go fine. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna take a drink of water. Can I talk now? Can I? Okay. Um, the watering hole scene that the part where, like, he just was gonna let Mila's character get eaten by whatever the hell that snake thing was. Oh yeah, um, bait. She was the bait the bait she was the bait um i mean i feel like there could have been a different they could have done that a lot differently like it just seemed i don't i don't know like i don't know but i i i this movie is just weird the movie is weird and the movie makes no sense and it gives me a headache listening to you have a headache about this movie <laughs> uh so okay yeah the watering hole that would I mean, I, I kind of like the watering hole point. Like That's the point where the movie was like, oh, that was kind of fun. And then it just, then it's, then yeah. it went back. Then I went back to hating it again. Um, at the end of this movie, I don't care about spoiling this movie. It's a bad movie. Don't watch it. People don't watch it. Be spoiled. Be, have this movie ruined for you and never watch it. Um, <laughs> turn it into a drinking game. Turn it in. Just watch it. If you're going to watch it, turn it into a drinking game. I don't know what you could do with it, but you could turn it into a drinking game. I don't know. But they go to this tower where the, which is the center of the storm, the center of everything that's creating portals and there's lightning. It's dark. It's raining. Everything's kind of, everything's just intense. And, and there's the, the fire breathing dragon and everything looks ancient. Cause it's like an ancient, uh, temple type you know or monument or whatever and it was built by a- an ancient civilization it was such a it's such an, a really really cool set piece and mm. two minutes into it they teleport back to the real world and it's just a desert again that yep. that's where I started hating the movie again. That's where that's where I realized, like, no, no, I actually do hate this movie because no, I mean, you're you're right. That is that's the biggest disappointment of the movie that they did that you didn't get the payoff because this whole freaking movie they're focused on that tower, they're focused on it, and they and, and everything is leading up to this moment, and nothing happens. They teleport to the real world, and then you get a dogfight between the Rathalos and American military. Okay. And, and and so I and I wrote in my notes I'm like what is the point of this scene? Was it just so they didn't have to do the CGI on the on the temple? Did they run out of money and they couldn't CGI the temple anymore? Why would you cut away from the most interesting thing in the whole dog gang movie? <laughs> Why, Michael? Why would you cut away from the <laughs> most interesting thing in the whole dog gang movie? Maybe Maybe, and I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Maybe because they're leading, they're 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 leading up to a sequel where they return to the tower. Oh my! And find and and find the ultimate power that they've been looking for to save the universe from. 
I don't know what the hell I'm even saying anymore. If if this movie gets a sequel, and I I know they were setting up for a sequel because there's a there's a post credit scene that sets up for a sequel. If there is a sequel to this movie, just kill me now because I I do not want to have to go through this again. <laughs> oh, Travis, you know we're gonna watch it, so you better not <sighs> jinx yourself. Um, speaking of the post credit scene, you want to go ahead and talk about it since we've already alluded to it. Earlier? Okay. Well, I want to I want to talk before the post credit scene, the actual final scene of the movie. So, have you seen the original? Oh, yeah. Have you seen the original Mortal Kombat movie from the ni- from nineteen ninety five? It's been a hot minute. No. Okay. So it's been a hot minute, but I have. But yeah. So the, that movie ends. They defeat Luke. Is it Luke? No, Luke King's a good guy. They they defeat the bad guy. Anyway, I don't know much about video games, but I know them. I've seen the movie. Anyway, the they defeat the bad guy. They're all happy. All the good guys are there. And then all of a sudden, here comes, you know, the the big bad. And it's like, oh, I'm going to destroy you. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Christopher Lambert as Raiden leans back and says, I don't think so. And then they jump like they're going to fight. And it cuts off. Paul W.S. Anderson did mm-hmm. the exact same thing in this movie. They have the scene where this mm. bigger monster comes through the portal and and Mila Jovovich and Tony Ja and and Ron Perlman are there and they're like and 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 uh, Ron Perlman says something along the lines of I don't think so. And then they just yeah, and that's where it ends. It is it wasn't good in 1995. It's not good <laughs> now. Why? okay post credit scene post credit scene (laughs) let me just sidebar sidebar for a second if you are a new listener (laughs) we are not we are not typically this negative i promise no, like, do I, not let this do not let this be your first interaction or first impression of Kaiju Weekly. Go back to the catalog, listen to some of our really great episodes and then come back to this one. Yeah. And you'll understand. <laughs> yeah, listen listen to us talk about fun movies, some some actual good movies. Like this is Look, I like cheesy dumb movies. I mean, you know, I love Oh, know, so do I. I love Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like watching things like The Giant Claw. I like watching Night of the Lepus. I like watching those dumb, cheesy movies. I, I have nothing against dumb, cheesy movies. This is not a dumb, cheesy movie. This is just a lazy, bad movie. And so yeah, I don't have anything nice to really say about it because of that. Um, when the Talking about the, the post-credit scene. So the post-credit scene is back at the temple. And Ron Perlman's team is fighting off this monster and you see a hooded figure with its face kind of hidden in the shadows looking down on them. And then it mm-hmm. steps away from the camera and then it, and then we cut to while the team is fighting, suddenly cat chef shows up and is like, Rawr! and is going to go and fight, you know, help them fight the big dragon. The thing is, 
because I yeah. don't play the video game and I don't know if this is a part of the video game, I don't know if that hooded figure is supposed to be a character from the video game and it's hinting to something bigger and, and badder coming, or if the cat chef is supposed to be the hooded figure and he was just kind of sneaking and lurking in the background and suddenly it's revealed, cat chef, haul along, wow! Was the ultimate warrior. Mortal Kombat. Get over here. Meow. Okay, that needs to be the cold open. Yeah, so I don't know what the what the post credit scene is supposed to be. I don't know, but at least we got more of Cat Chef, and I'm okay with that. Just give me a whole movie about the cat chef. Like you can just, you don't even have to have him talk because he didn't talk in this movie. Just give him subtitles. I will just, I just, I just want to see a whole movie of him going. I'd like to see a sitcom between cat chef, Ron Perlman and Mila Jovovich with their, with, with their, uh, with their best friend next door, Tony Jaw. That's what I want to see. Oh man, this movie is just so. Anyway, let, let's let's get into our final thoughts and in our in our uh, Godzuki scores because we we got to put me out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, if that's how we're playing it, uh, my final thoughts are my final thoughts are although this movie does try it it tries so hard to be an action movie, a monster movie, a video game movie, all the movies that people should love. There's nothing of substance here. There's not there. It's the plot is the plot is thin. The characters, although, although they have extremely high caliber actors and actresses in this movie, they're wasted. Uh, the only redeeming factor of this movie is the CGI and the monsters and cat chef. Um, that if you want CGI monsters, preface let me just add that they're not in it a whole lot if you want cgi monsters and cat chef go watch monster hunter for everything else i would say skip it and because of that my godzuki score is going to be a 2.5 out of 5 i you know talking about this movie has made me hate it even more because now i've actually thought about this movie <laughs> again <laughs> How is that? How is that possible? Because like, you forced me to negative... think about this movie. <laughs> I don't want to think about the, this movie. This, this movie. This is the most negative I have heard you be about a movie since. Oh God! When was the last really negative review we met we gave to a movie? I um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think because, I've ever been this bad. Because we're gen like for if for if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know that generally we're pretty positive and we're pretty warm to to the movies that we talk about. Yeah, because we already know that we're going to enjoy them on some level. Yeah, and, so and really for this our podcast, like the whole main idea of our podcast is a celebration of monster movies and all their cheesy glory. So, like, we definitely, we celebrate the good, the bad, the ugly of monster movies in general. Like, that is that is really what mm -hmm. our podcast is about. I cannot celebrate this movie. <laughs> I can't. I cannot bring myself to celebrate this movie. It is so bad. And, and like, 
movies that other people think are terrible and i'm like no give it a chance there's some redeemable stuff in it and it's like no but this one i am just like no this one made me angry this one made me angry uh yeah so i wrote down my final thoughts because i do uh that's what i do and i said uh i have a hard time telling what's an intentional decision in this movie and what's just a plot hole Mm -hmm. there's a bigger and more interesting story here but they went with the most uninteresting version of it it had fun moments but so much of this movie feels lazy and doesn't make any sense even down to the editing we didn't even talk about the editing the editing Tony Jaw is a fantastic martial arts actor and the editing made him look like an amateur because you couldn't edit around. You had to edit around Mila Jovovich, who's not a decent martial arts actress. So your Mm. editing choices made him look bad and he's great. Anyway, uh, it's not completely irredeemable uh, is what I wrote. There are some, I will say there are some fun moments in it. I will admit there are some fun moments in it, but if I ever came back to this movie, I'd just fast forward to the part with the cat chef <laughs> because cat chef. Um, ultimately, the whole movie feels. Do like- we want to throw? Go ahead. Do we want to find out? Do we want to find out the the exact timestamp of when cat chef shows up, and then put that in the show notes as well? Uh, that sounds like a lot of work and I don't want to have to do that. <laughs> so no, <laughs> well, I'm, you're not the one editing. I'm the one. Well, that's true. That's true. Nah, nah, nah. Let, let, let people find cat chef on their own. Uh, <laughs> he's just, it's a fun little surprise. Um, yeah. So the, the, this movie just feels, it feels like a sci-fi original, like sci-fi channel original movie, but just with a bigger budget. And that's not a good thing to, in my book. So I'm giving it, two out of five i might even knock it down to 1.5 i might yeah i'm gonna do that i'm gonna knock it down to wow. one 1.5 out of five Godzookies. uh and that's wow. and the point five, the one point because there were some good moments in it there were some fun moments in it i do admit that uh and then the point five is because of cat cat chef and then the rest is just awful it's just awful it's all why would well, they cut away the, why or, would they cut away from the most interesting thing in the whole dog gang movie michael <laughs> the the well earlier you said you were going to give it a whole extra point for cat chef so are you saying that it technically was a 0.5 to begin with uh <clears throat> Uh, I, I mean, this is splitting hairs, and, and we're we're rating this movie out of out of Godzukis. So we're our rating system is not meant to be taken that seriously. So one point five or two, you, listener, you decide <laughs> if it's a one point five or a two. Just trying to keep you honest, buddy. <sighs> this movie this movie i swear this movie uh anyway <laughs> moving on to something more positive uh and we're gonna have to come back they didn't even include our two monsters that we that we were uh when we took the the personality test that time the the laryngitis and the yeah, Bar- barack, barack obama o- <laughs> yeah those yeah i was really wanting to i was really wanting to see barack obama be represented in this movie and then laryngitis i mean obviously yeah yeah but i think laryngitis is a water and water dwelling one and so they didn't have a big enough water source 
And to be and just for and just because I had to look it up because it was bugging me. The last review that you gave that was not good was on episode 45. Oh wow. And what we covered on episode what what we covered on episode 45 was the X from Outer Space. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did give X from Outer Space a pretty bad review. I didn't enjoy that one either. I need yeah. to revisit that one though. That one that one feels like I might have been a little too harsh on it because I have heard people who really enjoy it and I think I might have just been in a bad mood. This movie I'm not revisiting. I'm sorry. We are not revisiting this movie. I am not revisiting this movie. This I am not changing my opinion on this movie because I'm not going to take the time to even revisit it to possibly change my opinion on it. <laughs> I don't want to think about this movie. After this episode is done, I want to forget this movie exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on to something more positive. <laughs> uh, we have some mailbag. The mailbag. The mailbag. What's in the mail today? Um, we have, I'm sorry, listeners, if this is, I hope this is entertaining. Sometimes it's entertaining to hear someone get really angry. Maybe they're, maybe they're entertained by this. I don't know. Uh, but I'm sorry. I know Kim will, I know Kim will be entertained. Kim at least will be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a letter from one of our favorite listeners because he has been around for a while and interacts with us a lot. Uh, Chris Degelman. And he sent us a letter saying, Hello, Travis and Michael. As someone who always loved monster movies, I wished for years that a kaiju flick would embrace the disaster movie side of things and give us a bit of a more realistic take on how humankind would react to a giant monster showing up. As you can imagine, I was Mm -hmm. very satisfied when Shin Godzilla came around and was essentially that. Right. Are there any directions, elements, or genres you would wish to be more focused on in at least one future kaiju movie? Thanks, and keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Chris, for sending that letter. Um, do you have an answer, Michael? Because I have one that kind of... I I do, because I've been... I, I saw Chris's uh, comment in the notes, and I've been kind of chewing on it for a little while. Honestly... I really kind of, I really want to see a monster movie. And I know they attempted to do this in Cloverfield, but I don't like Cloverfield. Uh, And I think that it could be done better um, without the shaky cam and found footage. Um, Anyway, I really want to see a monster movie where the monster, the damage that the monster is causing is actually background to the actual human story. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, you want a human focus? Like I want to have, I want a very human focused monster movie. Uh, I want to deal with the trauma of say, uh, I want to like, here's an idea, a, um, a divorced uh, or a, uh, a, a mother, uh, a husband and wife that are going through a divorce. Suddenly a monster, a monster attacks the city. And now they have to stay together, even though they hate each other to survive whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. But you don't like you see the monsters some, you know, the monsters there, you see the you see the chaos, you hear the noises. But I really want a human focused uh, monster movie from from that perspective. Um, 
anything other than that, I mean, Shin Godzilla did a great job of of kind of addressing what would happen from a bureaucratic perspective if a giant monster attacked uh, a city. Uh, and I think it's pretty pretty accurate. I mean, as accurate as a as a Godzilla movie can be, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, <clears throat> I mean, there are so many things that I would like to see, but I would have a hard time. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, drumming up how to make it work. So the, the first thing that comes to my mind is a purely human driven story or human focused story with the monster being the background, which they, they tried to do that with Cloverfield. I think they even tried to do it. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute since I've seen this movie, but even in Colossal, but I even want, I want them to go even, I want them to even go further with it. So just, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so there's a few of them. I actually have a few answers for this. So one sure. that always jumps out to me is I want to see more kaiju comedies. I want to see more monster comedy movies. Um, we do oh, yeah. we do have a lot of those in Japan. Like Japan, the way Japan does kaiju movies is uh, that it is just another type of movie. And so they can play around with genres a lot. And so you do get a lot of comedy ones, um, more kid-friendly well, ones. Well, that's where even. you get the... Um... That's when you that's when you get something like uh, the monster seafood war. Right. Yeah. And stuff like that. And uh, some more kid friendly ones, you know, that are uh, are they have a lot of those in Japan. We don't get those in the West. In the West, we tend to view kaiju movies as only in monster movies as only action movies or disaster movies. And that's mm-hmm. it. So I would like to see more of those. Um, another one I would really like to see is a. uh a a kaiju movie that deals with the afterwards of a kaiju attack like not because most most giant monster movies deal with when the monster attacks and the actual attack Mm -hmm. i want to see more of the after effects like how does life go on after a monster attacks um well they tried to do they tried to do that with pacific rim though yeah, but, but they but uh, you're saying but you want but you want them to go further with it. Well, Pacific Rim is still kind of in the midst of it. Is I, I like I think the closest thing to what I'm looking for or what I'm talking about there is um is Love and Monsters, where the end of the world has mm, happened okay. and now it's just like, oh, how do we move on? How do we move on from this? Um so that that's kind of like uh, that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, that's that's like the after effects of a kaiju attack, not not in the midst of it. Um, the other thing that I think they I would really and this is kind of my the one that the one I want the most is I want more monster period pieces. I want a monster mm, movie yeah. to be set in a time period that's not modern day. Most kaiju films, most giant monster films are set in the modern day. We have a few with a few exceptions. We have a few exceptions, but most of them are set in the time period that the movie comes out. I want to see more right. period pieces set in different time time periods, different technology. How do you how do how do cowboys in the old west deal with a giant monster attacking their town? Like that kind of thing would be like fun. Wanji. Well, yeah, but again, it was that was still kind of set in the modern day, though. It was just set in a in an area where there were where it was more rural. Mm, okay, uh, I think I th- it might have been set in, the, in a different time period. I, I thought it was set in a, in the modern day uh, of the time. No, I don't think it's quite the modern day, but it's because it. Let's see, that movie came out in the '60s. It's definitely earlier than the '60s. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but yeah, that, that, but okay. So something like that, like I said, there were a few exceptions, um, but I would like to see stuff like that uh, done in modern, mm-hmm. modern cinema, modern kaiju movies, uh, you know, set it in a, in a time period. How, you know, like I said, how do cowboys deal with it? How do, you know, world war one pilots deal with, uh, with a, a giant flying monster that attacks them, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's my answers there. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's all good stuff. I mean, I think that there's, I think that there's more to the giant monster genre than just blowing up cities. I, I really mm-hmm. do. And I, and I'm, and I'm with you. I, I think that there should be, I think there should be a subset of the giant monster genre that sort of explores those different perspectives and, you know, views it from a period piece and a comedy. I, I really wish that the West, and, and it's really, it really is down to the sensibilities over here, honestly, and how we view monster movies. We view mm-hmm. monster movies, like you said, as disasters. Um, so it would change, it would have to be a, a paradigm shift or it'd have to be sort of a, a shift in mindset when it came to monster movies to, to get that stuff over here, which is, which is why, you know, you and I get so excited when, when, we get to see things like monster seafood war or something like that, because it is just so radically different than what we get to watch over here in the West. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So thanks, uh, Chris for sending that. And I didn't mention earlier, but if you would like to send us a letter, dear listener, uh, you can do that. Kaiju weekly at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at Kaiju weekly on Twitter. You can send us whatever kind of comments, questions, or anything like that, that you would like. Uh, you can even tell me how much fun it was listening to me rant about monster hunter this week. Uh, <laughs> Or tell me how wrong I am about Monster mm-hmm. Hunter. If you were somebody who loves Monster Hunter, uh, send us any kind of uh, feedback or questions or comments. Uh, KaijuWeekly at gmail.com and at KaijuWeekly on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so the ne- the only other thing we got to do is ask the trivia question for next week's episode. And I, okay, so I'm so glad, and I told you this off cast, but I am so glad we did Monster Hunter first. Because the movie we're about to do is the exact opposite. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to next week's episode uh, and talking about the movie. Uh, But uh, yeah, Uh, the question that we're asking is, what is the most recent film to be inspired by Ray Bradbury's 1951 short story, The Foghorn? It's not the only film to be inspired by it, but what is the most recent film to be inspired by that short story uh and yeah that's that's the that's hinting at what we're going to talk about next week so to finish off this episode i'm going to say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends if you want to follow us on twitter we are at kaiju weekly and at kaiju groupie pod that's me and michael all the links to our social mm-hmm. media as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. A big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen Magazine so far. We are hard at work on issue three. Issue three is due next month, so we are working on it. 
and it is coming soon. We will let you know more about it. If you want to get some bonus content and also get some sneak peeks about the magazine, you can uh, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash kaijuweeklypod, because we are going to be putting up some uh, sneak peeks of the magazine on our Patreon. We're also going to try to get back to doing some nice bonus content for you guys to check out on there. So definitely you can go and support the podcast. If you felt like we gave you any kind of uh, benefit, if there was any kind of benefit that you got from this, this, this episode, uh, maybe not this episode, um, but the podcast in general, Uh, then you can support us on Patreon because every little bit that you support us helps us. Um, you can also check out more about the magazine. Uh, I didn't mention the website, kaijuramenmagazine.com. And you know what, Travis? What? There actually, there actually is one more way that people can support this show so that we can continue to give them award-winning content just like this episode. And that is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. And if you leave us a five-star review, we promise to read that feedback on a future episode. And if you and what that's basically going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other kaiju, giant monsters, toku, uh, and even Monster Hunter fans, just like me and Travis and just like you, so that we can continue to do this show and a, <laughs> and have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and we had a recent review, didn't we? Oh, we did. Yes, we actually did have a recent review. I'm glad you remembered because I was uh I actually did forget. Yeah, yeah, we did actually. I have need a to uh I need to find it and read it out because we promised to read out uh the the reviews and it's buried underneath all of the tweets I made about the the Batman news this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we got a five-star review from genre bot Adam and he's, uh, the title is informative giant monsters fun. And he says, Michael and Travis have an excellent program that makes Kaiju news exciting. They review a widespread of movies and, and up. So you'll always be guessing what's rising out of the ocean next. A great listen for all. Thank you so much. Genre bot Adam. And uh, again, like Michael said, if you want to have yours read out, make sure to include some notes, uh, some some things, uh, say something to us, even if it is uh, telling us how much you hated our episode about Monster Hunter. If it's five star, if it's a five star one, we will read it out. Uh, And so to close out this episode, I'm going to say help control the chef cat population. Have your monster hunters spayed or neutered. If if we were going to neuter anything, Travis, I would have went for the tanuki because wow. nothing should have nothing should have you know what's that big. You know what you know what Monster Hunter needed to make it a better film? Oh god, what? A bunch of tanukis. We needed a bunch of giant scrotum raccoon dogs. And their and their special power would be they would crush the humans with their ball sack. Yes. That would make the movie so much better. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, guys.
And uh, Daisy, if you bite me, I'm going to bite you back. <laughs>